0: strong and get these stuff with my dad. He's okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Well, either
1: way.
2: give you america
1: itself this is ed mcmahon and now
2: here's armstrong and getty On Earth, incapable of doing a blanking thing,
3: and they're going to vote on a couple of big immigration bills that uh, we need to nail down what's in them, and, and, and everybody thinks they medium sized, and everybody thinks they won't pass, right? So that's kind of interesting. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Huh. So after all this, we're not going to pass anything at all. We need to employ some some tactics, something Batman esque, to get them to finally pass something like. Reduce the amount of oxygen in the room by 10% every time they fail to reach a compromise. And just keep voting till they're just gasping for breath. Well, we put them in cages. Put Congress in cages. Yeah.
3: Huh? Yeah. Separate them from their lobbyists and put them in cages. Yeah.
2: That's good. That's pretty good talk
3: show sort of stuff if we did that sort of talk show.
2: That's good, like, uh, online comment stuff, too. <laughs> we ought to put Congress in cages. There you go. <sighs> Heart. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board
3: operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Um, yesterday, I made a point of reading good news, nothing but good news, and, and you know, just how'd you go about that? Uh, there's a website called Good News. I believe it's GoodNews.org. I just mm. look on the web for they have uh, a website, I'm
1: for, <laughs> yeah,
0: for good <laughs> inspiring stories. And uh, so I'm feeling good today. You know, I, I had to get away from uh, all the negativity and the politics and stuff like that. So. Oh, what a nice idea. What a lovely idea. you got to do that once do that. in a while. Yeah. Just Goodnews.org. Yeah, I believe that's what it is.
3: I'll check that out. Uh, could you nail that down in case it's porn or something like that, the name of the boy. website? So. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> We're sending people to the right place. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing very well. Uh, I am a big fan of round number milestones, so I'm pleased. To pers- so, are all, so are all humans, apparently. Hey, hey, that makes me what? A human. I'm uh, pleased to report that the 10 millionth U.S. patent has been issued. It was issued for a coherent ladder using intrapixel quadruped detection. I don't know what that is, oh. but if you were already working on that, just stop. <laughs> yeah, I invented
2: one of those five years ago, but just for the good of humanity, I didn't take out a patent.
1: Yeah, yeah. so yeah, somebody beat you to it, sorry, on to the next project, everybody, if you're working on coherent ladder using right. intrapixel quadrature detection.
3: I got a cousin that's got a couple of patents, I've always thought that's pretty cool. He invented something that they thought was worthy of, uh, you know, being registered somewhere. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I've
2: known some folks too. I've tried since I was a little kid to invent something, and still working on it. Haven't come up
3: with a single idea. By the way, something, Trump had a big rally in Minnesota last night, we oh, yeah. we got a gazillion clips of that that we're going to be playing throughout the morning, because it was classic Trump.
2: You know what happened to me? I was probably six, seven years old, and uh, it was during the uh, Arab oil crisis, and I said uh, I'd come up with a car that ran on compressed air. It, kind of, uh, it was like a jet. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom's friend said, uh, what kind of energy are you going to use to compress the air? And uh, I said I hadn't thought of that, and became completely discouraged and gave up <laughs> at that moment for the rest of my life. Why didn't? How old were you?
3: Six, seven years old. Why didn't, why didn't you just say, that's nice? Leave it, leave it there. Wow, that's an interesting idea. You should work on it. No, I don't usually. No, she had to criticize. I mean, at some age, I suppose you should do that. But for my six-year-old, I don't usually point out. Here's here's the reason that's not going to work. Well,
2: if I'm a (laughs) 24-year-old grad student in engineering, yeah, she could have said, "Well, what's your energy source?" But I was a small child. She stomped on my idea and, and, and killed my dream. Killed it like a spider in the bathroom. <laughs> Squish.
3: There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm in a very good mood. It is the longest day of the year. First day of summer. Went out and bought some new Sears sucker shorts. And like Michelangelo, I've already mapped out my extra hours, my plans in my day timer. I've got an hour extra set aside for Chardonnay and to go ahead and <laughs> pursue my woodworking hobbies. Little hammering, little whittling later wow. in the day. <laughs> Sip Chardonnay and Whittle.
2: Yep. Sounds like a pretty good afternoon. Indeed. Both Indeed. my kids
3: are really excited about the longest day of the year for some reason. It's really captured their imagination of all the things they're going to try to do today.
2: And they you know, made lists?
3: Because it's like, you know, whatever it is, 30 seconds longer right. than the other days. <laughs> right. This is National Pe- Pessimism Day.
2: They just get shorter and shorter
3: yeah. starting with today. It is amazing how early in the summer the days start getting shorter. And it happens really fast yeah. if you've ever seen a chart. Like within a month, it's like an hour earlier
2: or something. It's, it's incredible. Another summer gone. Michael, play, play me a sad song. <laughs> I need to hear some <laughs> sad music right now. You want to hear the womp womp? What, what do you have?
1: <laughs> play me whomp, some
2: sad whomp. music, Michael. What do you have? Just I'm feeling reflective, wistful. Feeling like the days of my life are ticking by. Fall and winter of your years. song it takes a while to get going, doesn't it? Here it is. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. Turn it off. I can't stand <laughs> it. My God. It's depressing me. <laughs> Turn it off. I'm
3: Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this longest day of the year, Thursday, June 21st, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong you Getty, and we approve of this program.
2: All right, let's begin now. Officially, uh, according to FCC rules and regulations at mark.
0: Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. Yes! Woo! Yeah, you're hairy! A long hair
3: shot <laughs> at a Republican rally. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. It's 1971 again. <laughs> That's a funny one. Anyway. Is that a m- m- guy or a girl? Trump going big at the Minnesota rally. We've got lots of clips yep. of that. What are other headlines, Marshall
0: Phillips? As you were mentioning, Trump follows up his executive order, keeping families together at the border with a raucous rally in Minnesota. A lot of questions about the next steps for immigration enforcement and Burger King Russia's pregnancy promise apology. Stories uh-huh. coming up minutes from now. One of my
3: favorite topics, the whole smartphone addiction thing. Our brains are being overloaded with notifications about nothing, and it's destroying the way we operate. Yikes. Which is not surprised anyone, I don't think.
2: Uh, I wasn't operating that well to begin with. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's great. A little love, a little hate, a little in between. Uh, mm-hmm. Witticism or two. How's this, Joe? Is this sad enough? It's pretty depressing. Yes, it's pretty melancholy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. Anybody ever figured out what happened to Daniel in this song? Is he like a he die in a war, crazy. or is he?
1: Hey, how difficult? He sick
2: or
3: what? How difficult would it be to He's do? Just leaving. Would it be difficult to do all summertime songs on this? The first day of summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would
0: be difficult. Turn this tripe off. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> no, I <I'm, laughs> will do it. I you're look listening
3: for it. to the Armstrong and Getty Show. No
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the,
2: of, of the nation.
0: Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All Summer songs
3: on the first day of summer, longest day, day of the year. That's what we're doing
0: here.
3: So, among the things I have that aren't immigration, ten jobs that no longer exist. Hmm. Now, you could obviously come up with a gazillion jobs, but these are ten kind of humorous jobs, interesting jobs that no fantastic. Longer exist. A little humor—that's yeah. what the world needs
2: right now. Yeah, also angry at each other, we're at each other's throats. Mm. Why, Peter Fonda? Why so angry? No, kidding. I'll tell you that story later. Crazy old coot. Mailbag. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Patrick in Sutter Creek uh, writes, "That's uh, that's some beautiful country there, Sutter Creek. That's in the Gold Country of California, up in the hills." Hey, high rode an old simple Jack. Would it be possible to have a Trump-free Thursday, please? Y'all are probably a m- lot more tired of it than I am. He's uh, 28 and faggy. Twenty-eight and friend of Armstrong and you over 15 years. Wow. Been listening since he was but a boy. No, no, we can't have a Trump-free Thursday today. Is today Thursday? Yes. Thank God. Um, no, I I would like to, Patrick. I like the idea of a Trump-free day, but today is not the day. I sympathize, though, with you. How dare you, Michael, writes Travis. We need more harsh criticism of Michael around here. (laughs) That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, O.S.J. and O.M.J., original Morning Joe, Uh, days of news regarding Jeff Sessions and now the how dare you, how dare you response to Corey's sad trombone and Michael can't play Sessions version of how dare you even once sad. Womp, 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 womp. That's Travis. Um, I'm not going to say that, Travis, your sign off. (laughs) It's funny, but I'm not saying it. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Let's see if you can find that.
0: How dare you? <laughs>
2: That's hard to replicate. <laughs> it's so weird. It's hard to do an impersonation of that. One of y'all's, and you can figure out who it is. I want an argument between <laughs> Jeff Sessions and that high voiced guy who is so mad at Corey. How dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I want to hear those guys argue for about five minutes. Did you just want, want a 10-year-old girl with <laughs> How dare you? It? <laughs> wild 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 wild. Wild. Uh, hey, Joe, what do you know, writes Paul. When you mentioned that you had a neighbor that s- kept saying, hey, Joe, what do you know for 10 years straight? You neglected to mention the part where you lured him into your basement, bludgeoned death, and dissolved
1: his corpse in a vat of acid. It puts the lotion on the skin.
2: I uh, really, really, really wanted to. I got very tired of it. Of course, I think he he was Herb. Herb the barber, who was my next-door neighbor as a kid for quite a few years. Was he your barber or Uh, a barber? Yes, yes. We went to Herb a handful of times. It
3: was a little more expensive. My mom cut my hair mostly when I'm, I was a kid. I'm cutting my kids' hair this weekend because they both want real mohawks. Yes! And I told them during the school year that at the end of the year, if yes. they really wanted mohawks, thinking they would forget about it, right. that I they could get a mohawk. The
2: barber won't do it. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Pansy. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's great. Good for them. I cut Declan's hair for years. He always he went with a brush cut. Yeah, that was popular at Crew the time. cut. Yeah. yeah, and then one day he said, "I said it's getting a little long. You want to trim it up?" He said, "Yeah, I'm going to grow it out." And he grew it out till it was like down to his arse. He looked like what he was—a heavy metal bass player.
3: And my son's best friend goes with the, uh, the the brush cut that is not particularly in style
2: right now. But mm-hmm. dad gets to do it, and it's really fast. Yeah, and, and it's easy to take care of. I'm tempted. Uh, Let's see, uh, on the topic of journalists these days, it's a a bit of a meme that uh, Jeff sent along. Superman could have become a doctor using his x-ray vision to detect life-threatening tumors. But no, we really needed another (laughs) journalist. (laughs) Yeah, why wasn't Clark Kent a doctor? Uh, Let me take a look at these x-rays, he'd say, as he was actually just looking at the person's insides.
1: It's because it was the, the job was a way to get him to where crimes and, bra- and where he was useful. Now he is Superman. He can just turn back time if you really needed to you know, <laughs> save a patient and stop the bank robbery. Which but- is handy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving along, because we get a lot of really,
2: really interesting uh, emails and texts and all sorts of stuff about the uh, immigration thing. Let's begin with, th- with this one. Good morning, writes Linda. When I turned on my radio this morning, I caught the tail end of a conversation you are having regarding detaining immigrant children. I have to say, it's really unbelievable that you're trying to find ways to blame the Democrats for this and talking about the Republican base supporting Trump. This isn't about politics. It's about the lives of children who are being traumatized on purpose by the Trump administration to try and win. The Democrats are correct in saying it's not up to them to solve this, et cetera, et cetera, and on and on. It's an evil, sadistic, and cruel policy. Republicans are in charge of every branch of government, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I would point out one thing in response, um, and, and I thank you for the note. Uh, when you, quote, unquote, catch the tail end of a conversation, you have two choices. You can ask people to bring you up to speed, or you can remain silent. You're out of your depth here, Linda. You're <laughs> wow. out of your depth. Wow.
3: I can't bring myself to discuss it. I'm not yeah, sure. I, know. I saw Newt Gingrich yesterday. I thought he had an interesting point in that you you can't you can't get any comprehensive immigration going because there's always enough people against it to stop it. Mm-hmm. You have to do things individual individual bits of it. Because you can get enough people, you can get 218 people to vote for individual things. It might be mostly Republicans, it might be mostly Democrats, it might be a
2: mix of either. Mm -hmm. It won't be the same people that voted for that, but individual things you could pass. I I saw that interview and I found it intriguing and and probably a good strategy. You know, the concern that everybody would have immediately is the thing that I see as the number one must happen or there's no compromise on anything else. Uh, maybe that's the one that doesn't pass. As you're trying the, to divide it by eight. Securing the border? Yeah, you know, from my perspective, that would be the indispensable. From somebody else's perspective, it might be, uh, uh, you know, a path to citizenship for the DACA people. Right. Um, whatever your priority might be, I'd be a little concerned about that. But if Newt is right, um, and, and he is a, a fairly obnoxious human being, um, which is why he didn't hold on to power for very long, but he knows the legislative process better than anybody. Um, I was intrigued by that strategy. I thought, "Wow, okay, maybe we try that." Yeah, something's want- got to be done. This, n- you would have to be psychotic and cruel to come up with the current system. No living human being would, and yet it endures because we can't work out a compromise. It's like the tax system. It's just ridiculous. Even with- and a lot of people, a hell of a lot of people, are making a hell of a lot of money. You'd never forget that.
3: Even with many of the elements having overwhelming popularity.
2: They're not even close issues. They're 70-30 issues. Right, right. Which is just wild. Uh, But seriously, uh, Linda, thanks for the note. It was a good note. It was well done, and and she made her argument quite well. On the other hand, Linda, you might be shocked at the number of emails we got like this one, and most of these are from women. I wish all the crying liberals were as concerned about the foster care system that affects U.S. children. As a victim of this, I can honestly say I would have preferred the detention center. That's from Debbie. Crying baby litmus test. Has a crying baby really become the litmus test for what is right and wrong? Really? Are adults abdicating their duty to use logic, reason, and judgment to decide right from wrong? Instead, have American adults just decide to look and see whether a child gets upset or over something? By that logic, we need to stop the following behavior. Not allowing children to have whatever they want at the grocery store. Uh, sending children to bed when it's bedtime. Not allowing children to eat a f- plate full of Twinkies for dinner. <laughs> And he goes on, heck, one of my kids cried when I took a dead squirrel away from him that he had found in the bushes, and he was licking it. (laughs) Squirrel licker. Eh, boy. Oh, I like this sentence. My babies and children cried all the effing time as I was raising them. They are stupid. They have little brains that don't know anything. They cry over everything. Well,
3: look, I I like this line (laughs) of uh, jesting, but as uh, one texture angrily pointed out yesterday, um, there, there, there's different kinds of crying and it Certainly. has a different impact. And if you've Certainly. ever been really, really hurt, damaged over something, uh, you'll remember it the rest of your life. You're yeah. not going to remember the, I didn't get the Twinkie the rest of your life. You're not going to be seeing a psychiatrist when you're 50 over not getting the Twinkie, the mom being taken away from you at a certain point in your life. And you don't know what's going on. Did you ever get like lost in the mall or something like
2: that? You can't find your mom. I can still picture those instances. Bone deep fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true, very true. Um, on the other hand, many of these uh, policies happened during the o- Obama administration, just on a smaller scale, yeah. and and there was no, there was very very little outrage about that. In fact, part of the reason we're in this crisis, you know, we got so many good emails. Oh well, mm-hmm. we'll read them later. Uh, part of the reason we're in this crisis is that a judge ruled. During the Obama years, that the conditions that the families were being kept in were so horrible. And I've seen pictures of them, and they, they, it was freaking horrible. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, 10 families stuffed together in a doctor's little waiting room, adults, children, everybody just sitting there huddled together. This was during the Obama years.
3: And there's and, very little outrage. And I, I think that foster kid argument is a good argument. If, 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 our, if our standard is little kids who are, are crying because they're so upset and their lives are miserable, there are lots of kids in those situations, and, and nobody pays any attention to it. Right. Right.
2: Which is really sad. Um, um, how many foster children are there in America? There seem to be about half a million. So Oops. can we only mobilize I'm sorry, to help? No, no, it's almost seven hundred thousand. Can we
3: not mobilize to help? You know, a crying kid unless Trump caused it.
2: Well, right, right. I the selective outrage bothers me a little bit. On the other hand, if we can come up with a better, more compassionate uh, way to deal with the kids, how can you be against that?
3: They're going to do some voting today. Marshall's going to talk about that. His news is on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So you got splits within the Republican Party, even though they have a majority, over whether or not the bill is, quote, conservative enough, whatever that means in various contexts. Well, yeah, and there are at least two bills, too. Right. And so um, the Freedom Party is being uh, seen as... Freedom Caucus? Freedom Caucus, standing up for what is good or being obstructionists as usual, depending on which side of the argument you're on. So that's why the stuff's not going to pass today.
2: That's a great argument in which both sides are right. I was reading this profile of Raul Labrador, Raul the Retriever Labrador, um, who's quitting Congress because he said his soul is just sucked dry. This town is, is useless and horrific. He was, a, <laughs> he was a tea party guy that was actually trying to restore, uh, you know, spend as you go, pay as you go, uh, you know, reasonable governance and spending and the rest of it. And he said, you know, within days of arriving, uh, most of his freshman class was saying, yeah, we'll do anything you tell us to do, and completely caved. And so the argument that, listen, you have to compromise. That's what government is. I mean, and, and these, uh, these Freedom Caucus guys, they are obstructionists. They don't let anything happen. It's absolutely, there's a valid argument. The counter-argument, though, is look what compromise has gotten us. $22 trillion in yep. debt now? Yep. And more every day? Heading, heading like a runaway train toward a collapse of Social Security and Medicare.
3: And an immigration uh, system that's the worst of all worlds. It uh, makes everybody
2: unhappy. And a tax system that's designed. It's like it's designed to be bizarre, incomprehensible, and cruel. Right. So the whole, you got to compromise in government. Do you? At what point do you say, uh, the house is on fire, we're not compromising anymore?
3: Exactly. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips.
0: Hours after signing an executive order stopping the separation of families at the border, President Trump was at a raucous rally in Minnesota. Trump telling the crowd he's not backing down from his pledge for strong borders, despite signing the order keeping families of illegals together. Trump pointing his finger at some of those across the aisle. So the Democrats want open borders. Let everybody come in. Let everybody pour in. We no. don't care. Let them come in from the Middle East. Let them come in from all over the place. We don't care. We're not going to let it happen. And by the way, today I signed an executive order. We're going to keep families together, but the border is going to be just as tough as it's been.
2: Well, that's, that's going to be knocked down by the very judge you passed the... Uh... That uh, the, who made that ruling, you know, years ago, that's caused part of this mess. You know, uh, a quick a quick note on uh, the National Public Radio, which I pay for for some reason. Uh, two things: number one, they did a great report on whistleblowers at the VA still being abused. There's been no change in the culture. The, vet, the vets are still being abused. It's an absolute scandal. Terrible. The other thing they did in reporting on this is they they said uh, the Trump administration's policy of separating families. Uh, uh, who uh, who come into the country illegally, and that is the half truth that that ends up being a lie and and if you say it correctly, I think you'd get vastly different poll results. They've decided to arrest everyone who crosses the border right. illegally, right and of course, anyone arrested as they're processed is separated from their children, like in all uh, in any arrest um, so the controversial part is arresting everybody. But I wonder if people knew that, what they would think.
3: Also, as to what Trump said at the rally, that first stuff is overwhelmingly popular across America. Zero tolerance polls really, really well. The separating kids from the parents does not. But people are perfectly okay with zero tolerance right. at but, the border. That That's like
2: a 70-30 uh, issue. But I think the importance of saying the whole thing is that I think most Americans would say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely for arresting everybody. Then they say, okay, well, that means you got to separate the kids, which is what we're talking about. And they'd say, oh, wow, wow, okay, that seems kind of uncool, because it's not murder, it's crossing the border. Mm -hmm. And then the American people, and you would hope their representatives, could reach some sort of reasonable compromise.
0: Meanwhile, the House is expected to consider immigration legislation today, although it is unclear if they've got enough votes to actually pass anything. At the Capitol yesterday, House Speaker Paul Ryan called it very good compromise legislation. It's 300 pages long. The measure, amongst other things, creates a pathway to citizenship for DACA uh, recipients, the people who've been living in the U.S. illegally since childhood, It's going to provide $25 billion that Trump wants for his promised border wall from Mexico. Wow. It revises the longstanding preference for family visas in favor of a merit system based on education levels and work skills. And even if the bill clears the House, it would face an uncertain fate in the Senate.
3: So I need to talk. We're going to talk to somebody who knows about the wrangling this and that. Which part of the Republican Party opposes which part of that plan? Um... And why. So, we'll have to get into that. The, um, uh, so, Paul Ryan got into an argument with somebody yesterday on the floor. Mark Meadows, yeah. and He's a big Freedom Caucus guy. And so, Paul Ryan tried to put forward the original draft of a bill, either on purpose, which doesn't seem like him, to try to fool people, or by accident depending on who you ask. Mm. And this uh this Meadows guy started screaming at Paul Ryan cuz he believe he thinks that Paul Ryan tried to slip one by him. They discussed all the new provisions and everything like that and then tried to put the old bill back up Whoa. for a while. And that's Hi, why old And that's why he screamed at him and uh and 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 hit him with a uh, finger gesture and all that sort oh, of stuff.
1: My. Was it wow. a thumbs up? Was it this? Yeah. It was not thumbs up. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then, be.
2: but interestingly, <laughs> they uh, when when uh, reporters approached him and said, "Hey, what were y'all screaming about?" He is uh, very very measured. Uh, the compromise bill is not ready for prime time. I'll leave it at that. That's what he said to reporters. But so he thinks Paul tried
3: to to, to to yeah yeah we got the new Visions. Well, let's vote on it right here. That's yeah. the old one. Here's the latest That's draft. The old oh, no no no
0: no. You're confused. <laughs> Dude, I vote don't know. <laughs> I don't
3: know. Who, wow. know, who knows?
0: Switching gears, Burger King Russia is having to apologize for an ad offering $50,000 in a lifetime burger hookup to women who get impregnated by World Cup athletes. <laughs> now that's a promotion oh boy the global soccer competition being held in russia this year the ad was posted on social media explained that getting impregnated by star athletes would pass down the football genes and boost the success of russia's team in future generations you know i gotta give uh, burger king russia credit for thinking out of the box
2: that is uh, that's creative hey i have an idea You want to know why
1: U.S. gets their tinies kicked in soccer every year? We don't have plans like this. (laughs) You know what? Right. 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 Our restaurants are not encouraging women to get impregnated by athletes.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm curious if if, if Wendy's
1: even knows that the World Cup is going on.
2: (laughs) Women of America, if you can get fertilized by a Brazilian, do it. For your country. Jeez, that is so untoward. <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the to US, sell burgers. The US promotion was two dollar what was it? Two whoppers for six dollars. <laughs> the yeah, big nice. difference. That's, that's not gonna that. help win anything. Right. There you go, that's Rat Venture News. I'm Marshall Phillips the Armstrong and Getty Show,
1: The Conscience of the Nation. Ah, uh, the sound of the Eagle. I actually have a real eagle sound to compare and contrast with the supposed Eagle sound that somebody hey, 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 this yeah, guy we, over here
2: is, is, is playing. Diff- well we did thi- that yesterday. Oh, you did unfortunately, that. Okay, yeah, yeah and, and once a couple months ago. But well hmm, let's do it let's do it monthly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, I don't know.
3: I don't know. What what do you want? What do you, what, what do you do want? I want? What do you want out of us?
2: What do you need? That's the question. So we'll talk Uh, to somebody. I'll tell you what, this Mark Meadows, uh, Paul Ryan story includes a lot of interesting subplots that have more to do with how Congress really works. Okay, not so much about
3: immigration. Also, the jobs that no longer exist is kind of funny. If you want, just, you know, I do want that. Yeah, me too. But do I need it? (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation.
0: my hair was long caught somewhere between
3: boy and man i'm looking at a story another another town is concerned about scooters people are going to get hurt if we don't pass very why who, who well, are you i've, I've never understood I, I just don't get this mindset because i don't think this way right if you see an adult on a scooter you thinking they don't have a helmet on they might get hurt i need to do something where does that from. I never think that way. I never think of some other adult. I need to get involved in their life because they're doing something I think is dangerous.
2: I need to stop them from hurting themselves. But I need to pass of a law. You,
3: but a lot of you think that way
0: all the time. It's I, weird. I pull my car over and call 911.
3: Is that a DNA thing? Are you born with the need to protect others? I don't I just know. I don't
2: have it. Well, it's certainly on the increase, which would suggest that those people are breeding with each other or spreading their genetic material or something. Or, you know, it's more of a philosophical thing. And, and people grow up in it. They stew in it their whole lives and they adopt it. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on that. I can't imagine. I, you know, I, I always did and always would wear a helmet when I rode my motorcycles. Always. No exceptions. Jack's uh prefer not to guy. I think, well, I like Jack, so I hope he doesn't crack his head, but that's his call. I, I don't think, wow, oh, my God, I've got to somehow forbid that. Not for a second. I, I don't get it.
3: Anyway, get it. Um, we came across this clip. We're going to try to somehow get into the intro of the show. Do you have any idea where this came from? I do not. It's well, the, the Internet, Jack. The Internet where everything it came from the Internet. It's awesome, though. I like this. Here is a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. <laughs> we need to work that
1: Opening of wow. That is that's exactly that. what it we saw.
2: That, that sums
1: up a, the show perfectly you want an elevator pitch for the armstrong and getty show that's-
0: here's a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio wow
1: that's it we've been looking
2: for a way to describe the show for years decades now we have it
3: that uh, that guy uh, that, that announcer that's one one job that no longer exists we got a list of jobs that no longer exist. by the way we're going to try to we're going to talk to someone about the Legislation that will be voted on and not passed today on, on immigration.
1: Talking like this used to be a billable skill. Yeah, you did. You used to be able
3: to make a... So I got this list of 10 jobs that no longer exist. And obviously, he could come up with a list of a million jobs, there, but they aren't all entertaining. These are fairly entertaining. Bowling alley pin setter uh-huh. was, a, right. was a big job for kids in like various areas where he had bowling alleys. And you could go work
2: there as a kid and make good money all day long, setting the pins back up. Right, and and they had to have dozens of kids employed yeah. doing that. Good
1: picture. Because good a couple d- of them would get taken out by a bowling
2: ball. No, shift. no, because every bowling alley has lots of lanes. Sean,
1: good, good, a good
2: old timey picture here. I'll Bet that happened though, man. You get hit in the ankle. Ow! Should have been quicker. Get back to work.
3: Good old timey picture of kids sitting on like a ledge right behind, uh, you know, waiting for the ball to come down, knock down the pins, and they jump up and sit them back up again.
2: Probably didn't do your hearing a lot of good either. I
3: I had never heard of this job, which I guess goes back to the 1800s mostly, human alarm clocks. People people of means, if you had a little money, you would hire somebody to come and knock on your window or door and wake you up at a certain time in the morning. Yeah. Pre-alarm clock. Yeah. Knocker uppers, they were called. And there's pictures here. (laughs) It's an
1: unfortunate name. Didn't really age well.
3: (laughs) There are pictures here of guys with long sticks, particularly to get to second floor buildings. And they would come up and they would rap on the window. Wow. Until you stuck your head out and said, I'm
2: awake. The only reason I'm aware of that is it factors into a nursery rhyme or two that I I heard as a child and read as a parent. I don't remember... Is it the wee Willie Winky or something? Gucker we no. upper. Well, we got. A I'd book. imagine occasionally you'd get invited in, and well, we got a book of those old timey nursery
3: rhymes to read to the kids, and they find them so amusing, and none of us have any idea what they mean. Right, right. <laughs> but they've
2: stuck around for hundreds of years. I think Judy and I gave that to you. That could the be Mother Goose. Oh uh, uh,
3: yeah. Oh, the yeah. kids yeah, love yeah. that. Oh, book. good. I'm so glad. And yeah. Laura's really good at coming up with funny stories and. Making fun of the pictures and stuff. Wee
1: Willy Winky runs through the town, upstairs and downstairs, in his nightgown, tapping the window and crying through the lock. All the children in their beds, it's past 8 o'clock. So he was more of a curfew manager (laughs) than a... a, a, Exactly, but it was an
3: allied profession greedy nan i'm not exactly sure what she's to,
1: oh my it. god my
2: kids love that one too <laughs> we talk about that I, all the time I'd read it i'd read it in a nutty voice obviously here hang on a second i always I
3: refer to her as dirty nan and the kids think that's funny
2: <laughs> wow wait no see again that's that's a different thing well wait i just i just wrote <laughs> dirty nan uh-oh all right hang on a second uh that's just that's that's what's it? come on where is it
0: Here's a human alarm clock. That's pretty good. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait a second. Get
3: off there. Hey, Hit us with the DJ clip again while Joe's looking for this. Uh, here this it is. is what we are. Here's what we well, are right here, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Not so much right now. Explain Here is a complete <laughs> disc jockey show with all the modern pace of
0: today's exciting radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to bed, to bed, says Sleepyhead. Terry a while, says Slow. Put on a pan, says Greedy Nan. We'll sup before we go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, like, greedy
2: Nan. So sort we're of
3: sitting at the table waiting for mom to finish cooking the other night. She was doing something. I say, hey, where's that bacon there, dirty Nan? It's greedy Nan. <laughs> Dad, not dirty Nan. <laughs> put on the pan, greedy Nan. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> so uh, what other professions are there? Uh, no ice cutter, living?
3: which right. is, which was a thing. Guys would come out. This is a very dangerous job with long saws. Go out and cut blocks of ice off the frozen uh, river or pond or whatever. Oof. And then people would put the ice blocks in their cellar or whatever pre-refrigeration. Pre, uh, and that was a daily job to uh, supply. Again, it'd be the, the wealthier set that I suppose they could afford to have a big block of ice delivered.
2: To I, I don't know. You remember the famous uh, Laurel and Hardy routine mm-hmm. with the, that. That's absolutely hilarious. Uh, when I was growing up, many families I knew still referred to the refrigerator as their ice
3: box. Sure. Uh, I had never heard of this one. Pre-radar listener for enemy aircraft. There were guys that would, particularly if you're in a country where you're worried about being attacked, uh, guys who would stand out there in a field with these giant horns up to their ears, wow. listening for enemy planes. Wow! So they could alert somebody if they heard them coming. Crazy! Like this guy. Look! Look at these giant horn things with with.
2: Oh wow!
1: I'm
3: curious yeah, about the logistics work.
1: of that. So if I'm not hear, sure it would work very well. If you hear the airplane, you'd have like five minutes extra warning on someone run else. a mile to town. The plane's
3: gonna beat you there. Yeah, I don't know. That seems dumb. Rat catchers was a big thing in most cities across Europe and some in the United states. I'd have done that because of disease and you could make a really good living catching rats. I could see that paid I by don't the like rat. rats. A lot of the cities were on know about lamp lighters that had to go out every single night and lamp all the light all the street lamps sure um log drivers I was always fascinated by that as a kid the people that would ride the logs down the river in Wisconsin oh, or like, Oregon or untangle wherever
2: them and the rest of it did, God, That was an actual thing The fatality
3: oh, yeah. rate was 100% Oh yeah they're all t- all the logs were all just together going down the river and you'd have to push them along with a stick keep them going straight and that's And you're on top of these logs Have you ever seen those old timey e-
2: from one to the other yeah. on
3: ESPN3 have you ever seen those log competitions yeah. where they like rolled That was an actual skill you had to have that's where that came from. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. people would fall in the water, logs would go over their head, and they would drown. I remember learning that as a kid, and I thought it was horrifying. I'd rather be the uh, knock on the door guy. Hey, it's 8 o'clock, huh? <laughs> Resurrectionists, universities would hire people to go out and dig up bodies. They needed cadavers for medical science. And lectors, people who stood up and talked in front of factory workers to keep them entertained. I could have done that job. Wow.
2: Huh?
3: <laughs> lectors.
2: Another bolt, another screw. Am I wrong? (laughs) Better put them together.
1: There you go.
3: You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.